week on Erotic Awakening. Tools for Jealousy, Last Lock, and Spider Gag, Spider Gag. <laughs> Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. The Erotic Awakening Podcast is grateful to the support of our patron community who receive ad-free early access to podcasts as well as other perks. Thank you to all of our supporters. You actually sent me a, a spreadsheet on that. Oh, hi, Dan. Hi, Dan. <laughs> you sent me a spreadsheet on our patrons, and I'm like, oh, I would like to say everybody's name again. Wait a minute. We have a lot of patrons. <laughs> and I did listen to another podcast where it seems like on every podcast, they list everybody's names, but mm-hmm. that would be our whole podcast. Um, no, I don't think we have as many patrons as you think. I don't think we, we have, have over a hundred. I don't think so. I think we have like 98. <gasps> so are we just below a hundred again? If you're out there listening and you <laughs> want to help us get to a hundred, um, you'll get a bunch of free eBooks and all kinds of cool shit. But, indeed, indeed. Or don't and still get this podcast as a gift to you. And for that matter, what we're going to talk about today Worst segue ever. <laughs> uh, Dawn, we are doing a four-part series about polyamory and, in general, polyamory. But the uh, we did last week, we talked about how to know if you're able to handle the lifestyle of alternative relationship styles. Mm-hmm, we did. And um, these questions come to us by Plump Peaches through FetLife. I got her, her permission to share her name. Well, good. So part two of her questions was Dawn mm-hmm. and, and also... We're also going to talk about last lock and spider gags. But first, (laughs) how do you get past the green eye monster, i.e. jealousy? How do you get past it? Hmm. That's a question indeed. And it depends how you're asking it, right? Because it's like a couple different things. Am I past the green eyed monster of jealousy after 20 some years? I would have to say mostly. Okay. But not completely. Right. So we still don't know what's happening with new people that may come into our lives. So I can't say for a fact that I'm completely over it. Who knows what'll ping me? You know, I don't know what's coming up in the future. But am I over instances of jealousy? Absolutely. Do I handle it easier now? Absolutely. Do I have tools for figuring things out to handle that little ping that happens? Yep. Absolutely. So I just can't say that it is gone forever. It, it's a, an emotion. So that's a, a great context to start with is that we're not trying to, we're not approaching this from the idea that we are trying to defeat jealousy. We are trying to learn how to appropriately handle it mm-hmm. and to lessen the impact it has on our life. And it just so happens, you know, like you said, um, the things that used to make me jealous don't make me jealous anymore. Things that do make me jealous, it just doesn't have the grip anymore. That's the thing. And and I don't want to be really flippant about jealousy at all. I mean, the, the book that we wrote, the Polyamory Toolkit with the 25 tools in it. I mean, shit, the whole reason we wrote that is because we needed those tools. Mm-hmm. I mean, at at the beginning, my jealousy was horrendous. So, I mean, the littlest thing would trip me out. And for me, a lot of it was based on fear, a 
base, uh, you know, fear of being abandoned, being on my own, being rejected, you finding someone that you liked better than me, because of course you would, mm -hmm. because I, I was going through shit and high maintenance and, you know, just all this stuff. So low self-esteem, low confidence, you know, still trying to figure out who the hell I was and that I could take care of myself if I needed to, you know, just, just all that stuff. But uh, I, I, I caused some strife with my jealousy let's let's play the a beginning game. let's play a game real quick okay uh and and you're you're answering for this past weekend oh this past weekend yes ding, a, ding 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 okay okay got it in my from, head on a mm -hmm. scale from one to five with one being minimal to five being pulling my hair out crying into kleenex mm -hmm. um so at, at each point i'm gonna poke you and when I poke you like that, you give me a number. And we're talking jealousy, not envy. Correct. So, cool. We'll, okay. we'll get there in a second, though. That's okay. a good point. So, um, over the weekend, I spent the entire weekend with Kat. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, how jealous was I? Yeah. One. Okay. Flew Kat in, and we stayed in an Airbnb. Ooh. One. Um, we went to go see a really cool movie. Two. We had blue crabs. Five. No, that's envy. <laughs> one. Uh, we had sex. Of one. We had sex a second time. One. Okay. My pokey spot hurts now. Yeah, That's literally me? poking you. <laughs> All right. Now, same thing. Answer for Dawn of mm, 10 years ago. Okay. Okay. Uh, spent the weekend with Kat. 17. <laughs> Uh, had sex multiple times. Oh, yeah. Went yeah. out to eat, stayed oh, at all Airbnb. Of yeah. All of it. Yeah. All so of it. So what? Crazy. What, I would, yeah. And and I totally, I, I totally set you up for that because I was there 10 years ago mm -hmm. uh, dealing with those situations. Ow. You were jabbing me. How else are you going to know how to answer? So or when to answer. But, but, okay, go ahead. I want to make sure we cover envy. Yeah. But the point being that the, the so the first thing I would want people to take away from this is don't get too attached to how I understand that how jealous you are today is your problem of today. Mm -hmm. But I will absolutely one of the things that I want you to take away from this is that uh, you and I have both dealt with some what we would consider itself is some really extreme jealousy. Mm -hmm. And by applying time and patience and a variety of tools, which we'll go through some tools, it's I don't want to say defeatable like you beat it. Right. It's completely manageable. Manageable to the point where you're answering one, one, two, one, one. Mm -hmm. Right. It's not even something. <laughs> I noticed two was the movie. Yeah. So we went to go see the movie last night. Yeah. <laughs> um, by the way, uh, the movie was every everything everywhere all, all at the... once. Yeah, something like that. That so was a good. really good movie. And then you made me watch The Goonies. I did, because but, someone that starred in The Goonies was also in that movie last night. So right, I just not, thought it was cool. So, so let me... let me um, Envy. Jealousy and envy. So I had to ask, make that stipulation, because I wasn't jealous at, at all that, you know, I, I made plans for my weekend. I was a little frustrated with how my plans went. You know, they weren't... They didn't live up to my expectations, which happens sometimes, but that's a whole different thing. As for Dan flying in cat and stuff, you know, it's all his own money, not 
our household money. So I don't even have that to worry about, you know, our allowances, we get to do what we want to with it. Um, so I didn't have any of that going on. Envy. Yes. Because you were near the ocean, right? You were near the naval base. If you had wanted to go near the naval base and see the big ships and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So you were near things that I would like to have done with you not just go on my own and do them. So that's where the jealousy comes in. Um, the jealousy, if, if I didn't feel so stable in our relationship, or even with myself, I have to really look at that. You know, my, my confidence came into play when I had more confidence in myself. Mm-hmm. Not just our relationship. It's in myself. I had more self-esteem, more self-confidence, more all that stuff. And that's when the jealousy started to to roll away. Um, But envy, I had envy over the seafood that you guys went to have, right? But I could have had that here if I would wanted to. I just Mm -hmm. don't like to do that on my own. I know how much you like seafood. So when I do seafood, we do seafood sort of thing, right? Um. Yeah, so things like, so so envy, yes, I would have liked to have done that, but it wasn't those huge jealousy feelings. Sorry. No, 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 you're fine. I cut you off. Uh, I think that's a significant part of it is that, I I, I think it's telling that when we wrote the polyamory toolkit, tool number one is knowing yourself. It's about yourself. It's about Mm -hmm. exactly Knowing your why, yeah. Yeah, about that self-confidence and understanding why you're doing this stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But. You know, there's a lot of things you could do along the way. Part of it is to recognize what's jealousy and what's envy, which you were just talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and a part of it is how you're, you know, part of it is simply learning what works for you, right? And and I hate, you know, we're really not trying to pitch the polyamory toolkit, but we wrote the book for a reason. A reason, yeah. For this reason, right? So one of the things we talk about in there is how do you manage jealousy and and that it's different for everybody so being around other poly people keeping uh, a journal learning mantras right all that kind of stuff is very valuable for dealing with jealousy but part of it is what kind of partner you know if you're jealous then it assumes that you have a partner that's doing things so what kind of partner is your partner is your partner a partner in this partnership, he says partner too many times, <laughs> that they are going to work from a place of assistance, that they're willing to help you with your jealousy without changing their actions, right? And that was certainly one of the big ones for us, is that for me to learn that it's okay to help you with your jealousy, not solve it for you, right? but be there to listen and be part of that without taking ownership of it or without changing my plans mm-hmm. so that you don't have to feel jealousy, right? Oh, now that's the trick, not changing your plans so that I don't have to feel jealousy. I mean, you can still change your plans if you think, oh, wait a minute, maybe I took things just a little bit too fast, mm-hmm. right? Because you're in NRE or something like that. So you might modify for that reason, but um, not so that I don't feel jealousy. That's that we found out the hard way that that is not the way to go because we kept getting stuck at the same hurdle. Every time I felt jealous, you would stop doing what you were doing, but you're poly. You're not going to continue to stop doing what you're doing, right? So we're poly. This is what we do. So um, something that I I wanted to point out something and then give another tool that was really beneficial to me. Um, 
usually when people think about poly and they think about jealousy, usually people are like, oh, you're poly, so you don't feel jealous, right? And I just, I, I'll bust out laughing because not only do I feel jealous sometimes, but sometimes exponentially so because I have more partners to feel jealous about mm-hmm. and more opportunities to feel jealous as they start dating new people and things like that. Or I'll go onto a Facebook group and, oh my goodness, they're like, oh, if you feel jealous, then you're not Polly. Bullshit, right? I just... Uh, Jealousy is an emotion. It's what you do with it. And for me, jealousy usually tells me that there's something I have to work on on myself. So I have to journal about it. I have to look at it. I have to look at the pit of my stomach where my feelings all clog up and try to figure out what's going on and why I feel jealous, right? So I had a really good lesson from Big D's wife. And this is one of those tools that I wish, and I've said this a lot as we talk about Polly, this is one of those tools I wish I had learned way at the beginning, but even if I had learned it, I probably wouldn't have heard it, right? These tools tend to come along as we need them, or we build them as we need them. But this one was from Big D's wife, and we told her, so it it was our anniversary or something, mine and Big D's, and we told her that we were going to go on a vacation, and we told her where and things like that, and she was so excited for us. She was happy that we had picked a place that, you know, was going to be cool for both of us. She expressed she was a little envious because it's some place that she had wanted to go and she would just make sure to do it later. But she was really happy for us. And I could see that her happiness made Big D happy. And it struck me that that is probably what you, Dan, had needed from me when you expressed things to me, instead of expressing things to me and me having the reaction and now shit, it's work, right? So then that makes it hard for you want to, hard for you to want to express things to me because you knew it was going to involve work. Mm -hmm. So I saw Big D's wife respond like this. And I'm like, wow, how awesome for him that he's got a partner that responds like this. And... I really wish I had been that partner for you to respond like that. So now when Dan tells me things, if I get a ping, I I look at that and go, you know, if I had told Dan that I was going to fly in Big D to Virginia Beach and we were going to stay on the beach for a weekend, I'd want him to be happy for me. So that's what I try to do in turn to you. And sometimes it's easy right? So that's how this weekend kind of went. It's like you told me what was going to go on. And before the ping happened, you know, before I had that emotional reaction, my brain is already in the mode of how cool for you. You know, you get to Mm -hmm. see your partner, you've got the money to fly them in. And you guys get to do some cool things together. And that helps them deal with us being in an RV. Yeah. Uh, You know, We are, and this isn't the official segue. Uh, As a matter of fact, this isn't even a segue at all. Okay. We are in Cleveland in a couple of months. We will be teaching a class called 16 Poly Tools. Mm -hmm. Going through a variety of strategies to approach jealousy. Mm -hmm. And, And one of the challenges, one of the interesting bits is that there is no one 
particular path that will get you through jealousy. What True. you can do, though, is find people that have gone, you know, that seem to have some handle on jealousy and ask them what worked for them, right? They probably, they may have used some of the tools in polyamory toolkit, but they may have these other tools as well, right? Surrounding yourself with those positive people that are going to uplift you and that are going to say, yep, jealousy is hard. Here's what I did, mm -hmm. you know, and you can do it, right? That's going to be super valuable as well. And part of it, I think for me is recognizing that, you know, people get into the debate that jealousy is good, bad, or it's just an emotion, but I believe that a lot of it for me is that jealousy is a taught emotion. It's, mm -hmm. I've been taught that I'm supposed to feel I'm supposed to feel jealous, mm -hmm. and recognizing that and taking a little bit of control over it. The other part for me is to recognize that for me, most of the time, jealousy is a cover for fear. Mm -hmm. So when I feel jealous. I will ans ask myself, what am I afraid of? What am I afraid is the outcome that is going to happen? And then I can, now that I've got something a little more specific to go after, right, I can go after that specific thing. You know, maybe I'm afraid that you're going to not want to have sex with me anymore because the new uh, boyfriend or girlfriend is better in bed. Or maybe I'm afraid that um, you'll find me boring because they're more, whatever it is. Right. But that gives me the opportunity. Now I get to actually start digging on that. What is that? What is the cause of that fear? You know, the big thing for me is to get away from jealousy being something that the other person does that causes me to feel jealous. Right. But as an indicator, instead, jealousy is an indicator of an area in my life that I need to look at and examine. Right. Because it's one thing to feel that you are doing, your partner is doing something unacceptable, right, to you. Something that uh, goes against either your ethics or your boundaries or your value system. And to respond to that. But sometimes I'll instead, I'll think in a response of jealousy that they shouldn't be doing a thing because it makes me jealous. And if they, and it, therefore it is a wrong thing that they're doing mm. when the reality is they're not doing something that's wrong. They're doing something that makes you feel uncomfortable. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, and even that language, right? You're making me feel mm. right. Even that mm -hmm. language, but let's not get too deep into that to, but to recognize if you do this, I find myself feeling this way. Let me look at me feeling this way. And is it something I need to change? Is it a way that I want to respond when you do this thing? And there's a great look at it, right? Part of it is that if you go off and let's say you meet somebody um, and you drive an hour and meet them at a hotel and screw them and you're building a relationship with them or you're just building a relationship and there is no sex, I want to be able to, I know how I want to respond to this. This goes back to that why we do polyamory. Mm -hmm. I want to respond to that by either being neutral or by joy or by being turned on, to be honest. <laughs> right? And those were are what feel like the authentic responses to me. So when that thing happens and I feel something else, 
it says, well, that feels like an illusion of what I'm feeling versus the authentic feeling. That feels like the what I've been told I'm supposed to feel. So, so no, I, I'm totally with you on that. That whole surround yourself with people of like mind that are supportive and understand poly. I mean, I learned that early on. I had some friends that knew we were poly, but they were not. And when you would go out with your newest partner, I would, I learned that being by myself was a no-no, right? So, you know, I just sit there and cry. (laughs) So I learned to go out with people. Well, if I went out with my monogamous friends and said, you know, I'm having these jealousy issues, their response was, of course you are. Your husband is out dating somebody else, right? And what I needed to do and what I learned to do later was to surround myself with poly friends that were like, you know, I've been through that jealousy myself, so it gets better. It's okay. You know, here, here's some tools that you can use, journal about it or, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I learned early on to to surround myself with positive poly people, Mm -hmm. right? Positive poly people that do poly the way I do poly. So if I, since I am a hierarchical polyamorous person, it would not behoove me to surround myself with a relationship anarchist. Mm Mm-hmm. Not that they're wrong by any stretch of the imagination. Hell, some people think I do polyamory wrong. and But you want like-minded poly people so that, you know, you have someone to talk to. And then you were talking about the taut emotion. Oh, absolutely. Right? High school, I had a boyfriend that was dating other people because we lived in different counties and therefore went to different high schools. Made perfect sense to me. 16 years old, you don't need to be locked down to one person for one and then not be able to go to dances and stuff because your girlfriend's two counties away. So it made sense to me until my friends told me that um, he had talked me into behaving that way and becoming a doormat and blah, blah, blah. So yeah, taught mm-hmm. Taught jealousy. And then after having the monogamous friend say, of course, I'm supposed to be jealous. Yeah, I I really had to look at that one when I would be jealous with you to see if it was real jealousy or how I thought I was supposed to be feeling. And then you have uh, one last comment on our jealousy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the other last comment that I wrote down real quick so I wouldn't forget was that even if I think our mine and your relationship, mine and Big D's relationship, all of that is built on honesty and trust and transparency and vulnerability and, you know, speaking the hard stuff to speak and things like that so that we grow as people, right? And um, so... When I come home from a date, I ask you, so what would you like to hear? Do you want to hear about what happened? When you come back from your cat weekend, Mm -hmm. you know, you're like, we do a rundown. I don't get specific details. It's none of my business what you guys do in the bedroom and stuff, right? But it's like, so, hey, did you go to dinner? Hey, did you go to the movies? You know, or you might say, so do you want to hear what I did over the weekend, I'll give you I'll give you the rundown. You know, we went to have blue crabs. We went to this movie and stuff like that. So what I don't like is if you think I'm going to get jealous and therefore you don't tell me things, right? I don't want to think you're going to get jealous and therefore I'm going to keep secrets to protect you. Mm-hmm. That just goes bad really fast. So... Anyway, there's our 21 years of experience doing poly and jealousy. And <laughs> or at, at, least, at least a piece of it. A piece of it. Absolutely. Uh, Dawn, 
If you would like to know more about how to deal with jealousy and all kinds of interesting things, uh, this is your last chance to come see us in Troy, New York on April 15th to 17th. That's this weekend coming up, depending on when you're listening to this. Mm -hmm. uh, we are going to be teaching so much stuff. Uh, we got like seven classes that we're going to be teaching this weekend. So um, I would get your ticket now if they have any left. But keep up with all of our events, our book news, which we do have book news, by the way. And a, a newsletter will be going out tonight or tomorrow. So we have book, book news and discounts and more on the Erotic Awakening newsletter. So Boom. get your EA shout out like Loa from New Zealand, Delisa from Missouri. Missouri, Sparkles from Ohio. And we will be in Ohio, but that's in the future. Mm -hmm. uh, so speaking of time travel. Yes. Um, wait, wait, how do they get their shout out? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Head over to eroticawakening.com and subscribe today. Speaking of time travel, yes. <laughs> um, so we have a group on our Discord called As You Wish, and mm -hmm. you can post to that. And it's for patrons, and we will immediately do, or as soon as possible, do whatever topic you would like to hear about or right. teach a class about it. Mm -hmm. So uh, we are so good at it, though. Minotaurus recently wrote and said, "Hey, I want to hear a show about non-monogamy uh, when you are ready to move in." with additional partners and how do you make that decision and what hap needs to happen and how the challenges and all that. Uh, fortunately for us, Peachy pointed out that we actually did that episode just about a year ago. That's EA 531, Moving in Polyamory. So awesome. We are uh, serving our patrons in the future, or the past. Absolutely. I forget what how that works, but we did it. It's already <laughs> out there. So, Minotaurus, we knew you were going to ask that question, and Peachy, another patron, did answer the question. <laughs> did did done answer did, the question. They don't did do it, Sim. all right. Yep. So, a year ago. Uh, Dawn, speaking of things that are happening in the future, the yes, Hearts and Collar book, our Power Exchange book, which I'm super, super excited about, mm -hmm. enthusiastic about it, will be coming uh, out in probably about, we're going to guess about another month and a half, maybe two. Right. So we're, our, our goal is June and the editor was, is on time and just sent us the edited copy yesterday. Of course, that's the first edit, right? I still have to go through it. I like to go through it and accept changes and, you know, and, and let, let them rearrange some things or not. I'm a little picky. I don't take all changes. But if you would like to get that book, Hearts and Collars, in the near future instead of mm -hmm. the far future, uh, in, that is to say, to get it before anybody else, you can head over to heartsandcollars.com and donate to our Indiegogo and immediately, not immediately, and be first <laughs> to get a copy of the book. Exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and that money goes, the money that we're raising, that goes to pay for the editor and the cover art and all that type of stuff, the first printing. And so it just, there's so much cost involved, but. But we're getting there. But we're getting there. And, and I hate to throw this out there, but I'm going to say it. Regardless of how much is done on Indiegogo, the book is coming out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we will we will pay out of pocket. We are super excited and put a lot of work into that book. So Yeah, we definitely want to see it born. Absolutely. Uh, we have our three fetishes to get into. But first, recently, 
I don't recall where, I think it was one of the fetishes we were talking about spider gags. Mm-hmm, I think so. Yeah. Have you seen a, spy, seen a spider gag now? Yes, because someone sent it to us on Discord. Mm-hmm. So um, I have now seen it. Yeah. So spider gag is a gag that keeps your mouth open mm-hmm. and it's got four like, like prongs? prongs that Maybe? go across your cheek. Uh, outside your cheek, and it's not yeah. like the prong of stab you or anything. Uh, I bet so they, they could ke- in certain moments, but yeah. yeah I guess they could. <laughs> but uh, thank you to Liz for turning us on to spider gags. Awesome, awesome. So, uh, ready for our three fetishes? Uh, I, we are, and actually you put them in this time, so other I than did. the first one, I don't know what they are. Okay, so pick one, two, or three. Two. Two. Hypoxia, which is um, a fetish for being submerged underwater to restrict breathing, a type of erotic asphyxiation. Never thought about it, never heard of it, never masturbated to it. Don't think I'll be starting anytime soon. Yeah, so that's kind of funny that this came up on the list because I was just looking on someone's profile today on FET. And I, I was surprised they came across my feed because something had happened to them where they shouldn't be coming across my feed, right? Mm-hmm. And the first picture I saw in there was them being held underwater. And it was actually really cool because the boobs were floating to the top. It was a very artsy picture. But um, no, my, 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 uh, my uh, what is that called? Claustrophobia mm-hmm. started kicking in. I love the water, but I have a fear of drowning. So I do not want to be held under the water. I actually have a problem with putting my face in the shower water. I don't like my face wet anymore, which is a shame because I like to swim. It just means I'm not putting my face in the water, let Mm -hmm. alone be held underwater. That would totally freak me out. I don't know that I could ever do waterboarding. Some people have a, a kink for waterboarding, right. and I don't think I could ever do that. I think <laughs> I, th- I think I'd have a heart attack, which is not what <laughs> someone's going for, right? So no, no, hypoxia is not mine. I mean, I could see where people would get a thrill from it, like any fetish, any kink, right? But mm, mm-mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I'm not there either. Yeah. How do you feel about hypnosis? Hypnotism. I'm not one for hypnotism either. So and um I. At the beginning of you and I starting our kink journey, we met some people that were into hypnotism. And I just, no, no, it's not my thing. You know, we've we've talked to on the podcast about hypnotism before. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a huge community for it, right? I mean, there's a huge hypnosis community and groups and things like that, but... Are you scrolling through hypno groups? No, I'm scrolling through Troy, New York, um, lock the event that we're getting ready to do. Oh, okay. See if there's any tickets left that I was getting. We could, we'll squeeze you in, folks, if you want to go. Um, yeah, I'm just not. We've talked about hypnotism on the podcast. It's just not a thing that I can wrap my head around. That you can do. That word you were getting ready to say it too, weren't yeah. you? Yeah. And I we I know plenty of people that do it, and it's not an issue. And but it feels like I'm, I have difficulties understanding that the consent aspect of hypnotism. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So maybe it's time to do another show on that, so we can probably, probably it- so. If if we're stuttering that much over it, and yes. <laughs> and maybe it is time to do the show again. So, but that is that's my thing. When I do my kinks, um, I don't even like to like renegotiate in the middle of a scene because I consider that under the influence of endorphins, right? So I I don't do the hypnotism thing. I want to make sure that everything I do is because I want to do it. Mm-hmm. And I know, I, I know, I've listened to the, you know, hypnotists that say you would never do anything that you didn't want to do anyway. But there may be some things that I want to do and I don't want to do. Does that make sense? Some things that maybe I fantasize about, but I really don't want to do and would regret it later. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, you know, I don't think we're negatively judging it. I think we're just Mm-mm. having difficulty wrapping our head around it. So, yep. so maybe time for another show. Um, and then what's the last one? The last one is impact play. Yeah, I have trouble wrapping my head around that one too. <laughs> no, I love the impact play. Isn't that funny? I bet you there are people that have problems with putting their head around that one. And, and it's funny because this thing, this particular. Uh, definition includes things that I don't include in impact. Play. I saw that too. Yep. For me, impact play is is mainly a style of rough. Well, or maybe I'm confused and thinking rough body play. Yeah. No. Impact impact play. There's only one thing that they list that I don't consider impact play, but I could see the argument for it. Whipping. Right. Yeah. So impact play, the way they have it defined, is any activity involving hitting, either with body parts, which would be your rough body play, Mm -hmm. or other tools. Hitting, punching, spanking, flogging, whipping, and paddling are just a few forms of impact play. And intensity varies with the tool and effort. I definitely love the impact play. It is Mm -hmm. something that makes my spank bank. Um, (laughs) I'm, I'm with you that whipping, I don't really put in the impact play category but who cares um all of it sounds yummy let's do, go do it absolutely and you know there are some people i love impact play so at all kinds um punching hitting flogging you know all of the stuff and um it, it's yeah all of it and and i was gonna say something else and all that's in my head oh spanking <laughs> so there's there's a lot of there, there's even groups out there that are specifically about Spanking. That is all that's allowed. Uh, power exchange is not allowed. Nudity is not allowed. It's just all about the spanking. It's mm-hmm. all about the impact. It's just uh, that is, I would have to say, that is one of the top kinks I think that is out there. I think, I think you're right. I would agree with that. Uh, so that's our kinks. And there you go. That's the show. Nothing no, else. Uh, nothing no. else to discuss. No, no, no. There's been a lot of tentacles on our Discord channel. <laughs> So uh, on the Discord channel, like we said, there is a, a patron section. And in the patron section, there is a not safe for work picture section. So people have been sending um, a tentacle pictures that way. And just Eric sent two cartoon pics. And, and one is like of a flower tentacle. So she's laying on a flower. Kind of reminds me of the Bondage Fairy comic books mm-hmm. I used to collect. Mm, I think I still have some in storage. So she's laying on the flower petals, and it's the stamen, I think, of the flower that is fucking her. <laughs> so that's cool. And then another one is is, is like a um, latex tentacles, or at least they're covered in latex. And then Bassanos sent um, a picture of tentacle dildos. 
So those were cute, like mm-hmm. rainbow tentacle dildos and uh, some more pics. And then Minotaurus sent a Cthulhu lemon. Did you see that one? No. It was like a whole collection. Cthulhu lemon. Yeah. It was like a whole collection of lemons, just lemons, the fruit, the citrus. Um, And then one of the lemons had like, it it was a mutant, like Cthulhu, Mm -hmm. and it had like tentacles growing on the bottom of it. So the top half looked like a regular lemon. The bottom half looked like tentacles. It was really cool. cool. So yeah, you'll be able to scroll back and see that one. So that was, that was kind of awesome. Fascinating. Awesome, awesome. So Instagram, been posting a lot on Instagram lately, posted a little bit of our weekend. Uh, Find us on Instagram and see the picture of the day. And we are Erotic Awakening. Feel free to reach out to us. We love interacting with you. Contact us with questions, podcast comments, or just to say hi. We can be found on Twitter <laughs> and FedLife as Dan and Dawn. And we're Erotic Awakening on Instagram. Use the links from Erotic Awakening website for Facebook and Discord. And or, and or, just email <laughs> us. At Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Take a moment to support the podcast. Rate us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you... Oh, you thought I forgot that I part. I did. Or just tell your friends. Bye, Dawn. Huh. <laughs> Bye, Dan. Bye, Dan.